Terry and got us grooving on a rainy morning here yeah. in uh, <laughs> day eight. I don't even know how you spell day eight. <laughs> That's my problem. Good thing we don't have to spell on the air. We just <laughs> just say it. Stay it on him. And that's from Isaiah 26 and 3. And it is uh, Victory 91.5, North Atlanta, North Georgia. We are so glad that you have stopped by this morning. And as we are celebrating Purim, and, you know, a lot of people, they start thinking about, well, those feasts, and didn't the law get abolished? And why should I care yeah, sure. <laughs> uh, that's a reasonable about question. Purim? So. Oh, and, you know, it just occurred to me, too, that uh, we got talking, started talking about funding and stuff in the last break. We forgot to pray. So let me take a moment. Let's do and, that. That's uh, right. <laughs> Father, we just thank you so much. God, you're the God. Mm, yes, Lord. The king of the universe. Mm. The God who stooped low to uh, become flesh so that you could redeem us, so that you give us life, so that you give us hope and a future and a destiny, so that we could be your bride, the very thing we're going to talk about today, what it is to be the bride of Christ. Lord, I thank you for Perma. Thank you for this day where we can put our eyes on you, focus on you once again. Lord, would you just touch us as we uh, kind of be- begin to prepare our day? Some are already in the cars and getting ready. A lot of folks are at home and waking up and just getting started. Lord, would you just set our hearts and minds on you right now? Yes, Lord. Mm. God, open us up to just worship you in spirit and in truth. Mm. That we'd be a mighty people. Lord, I ask you to touch this radio station that we might uh, proclaim the good news of great joy every day, every moment, that those who have uh, not known you can find you, mm-hmm. and those who have known you can be strengthened and, and brought up in you, and that light can come in the midst of darkness. Lord, do a mighty work today, and Lord, as we're talking on about a feast that's all about giving, and the need that we have in this this ministry, Lord, would you touch us, and would you put hearts to give today as well, financially, that uh, that the the lack could be made yes, and turned Lord. into a surplus, mm. as only you can do, God. That's we right. put our hope in you, in Jesus' name, Amen. Amen. All right, so the question is a good question. What in the world do we as Christians do with all these Jewish feasts, right? Right. So uh, first, I always tell people that there are there are technically biblical feasts, most of them. This is not what you'd call a biblical feast, a Purim. It is in the Bible, but it's not a feast declared by God. But um, there's several sides of this one, and... and I guess we should say, because if you look at your calendar, we shouldn't ignore the big green clover in the room. <laughs> Purim begins tonight and runs all day tomorrow and all day Friday. And this year, Queen Esther has a kind of a special guest at the wedding. It's St. Patrick. Uh, St. Patrick's Day is tomorrow. So if you look on your calendar, you'll see Purim and St. Patrick's Day, or they may not even put Purim on your calendar. But as it turns out, Esther and St. Patrick have a good bit in common. So we're going to talk about that, too. Uh, as I said, I come in about seven times a year to cover these 12 biblical events. They're feasts, or fasts, and they're these special days. And this month is special for a couple of reasons. It's the last month of the Jewish year. And if you thought your year was long, this is actually the 13th month of the Jewish year. <laughs> they just won't stop. They don't have leap year. They add to it. <laughs> so their year is finally over almost. And they end with a bang on what they call the most joyful month of the year. Mm-hmm. If you haven't studied these things, it's the celebration of the biblical holiday of Purim when this beautiful Jewish orphan girl named Hadassah 
took the Persian name of Esther, becomes the queen of Persia against all odds, mm. risks her life to help save her people from what would have been a worldwide holocaust because Persia was literally uh, the biggest in, oh, yeah. in anywhere in, in the Jews as a people. That's where they lived in, in those confined lands. So it would have been an entire holocaust. Much worse than what we saw in what we know as the holocaust in our day oh, yeah. with, from what Hitler did. So when we look back to Esther, we're looking at a pretty significant moment in time. So she also helped enable her people to totally flip the script and annihilate their enemies. To say that this is the day the Jewish people around the world seriously party would not be an overstatement. <laughs> so sure. it's easy to see why it's a Jewish holiday and celebration, right? But what about Christians? What do we have to do with it? Right. Well, it's not a biblical feast day declared by God, and there's a reason for that. When you read the book of Revelation and understand what Purim represents in the kingdom of God, though, it's a prophetically veiled day that provides us a glimpse into the future that God has planned for us. Mm. Most people look at Revelation and go, Ooh, I don't understand that book. <laughs> well, these are the feasts that actually explain them, so it helps you understand. So Purim teaches us really important aspects of our faith as Christians, helps us understand who we are, the bride of Christ. That's a big one for guys especially. Yeah. So for the Jews, they're celebrating a big day in their history. But if you know the Messiah, Yeshua, Jesus, it's a much more exciting day to celebrate because we're not really looking back. We're looking forward. That's right. See, we're going to travel to Persia. We're going to look at the story and the history. We're going to examine how Purim relates to the fall feast Yom Kippur, the holiest day of the year. We're going to see how the hopeless find hope. We're going to look into heaven at our wedding day. Pretty cool. And we're going to see how Purim can help us experience more intimacy every day with God. If that's not a good deal, I can't make you a better deal. So it's a wonderful day for each of us as Christians to remind ourselves that the living God loves me. Mm. Really, really right. loves me. Longs to marry me. Mm. What? Delights to give me every good thing. Will give me victory over all of my enemies and make a way that we can dwell together forever in the fullness of his joy. Yeah. Good gosh. What a day. Mm. But there's another level to Purim. When a Jewish person thinks Purim, they're thinking about the day they read the scroll of Esther, recall how the Jewish people were saved from Haman or Haman, evil plot to destroy them. But any day that you consider really special because God delivered you personally from something terrible can be considered a personal or special Purim. Mm. So you can have as many Purims as you want. It's the word itself is, is yours to use. So Yom Kippur, the feast in the fall, the Day of Atonement, is known as Yom Kippurim, which is plural, right? And Yom Kippurim means a day like Purim. So the fall feast, these two guys don't go together at all. But here in the Bible and over and over and over again, we're reminded these two are exactly the same things. So the day that Yeshua sacrificed himself on the cross is the greatest Purim, mm. see, of all, since we're eternally delivered from the hands of our enemies and from sin and from death. So when we look at Passover and we look at that day, that's a Purim. So likewise, the day you were saved, Purim, 
that you were delivered, perm, baptized in the Holy Spirit, perm, uh, or literally delivered from an enemy in this world. You know, in Ukraine right now, they're in the midst of war. There's going to be some perms involved in this, right? Yeah. So anything like that can be your own personal perm. So perm is a, is a concept as well as a day and a time and a celebration that we get to look to. So yeah. that's your first thought.